your city Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song We'll all be flying higher than a jetliner And if you want a little bang in your yin-yang, come along when anybody raises a question about this new CBO score, it is a fake score about a f- bill that doesn't exist, uh, and we should really focus on the actual bill everybody's uh, going to vote on and considering in Congress right now. There have been some recent polls that show that quite a few Americans have some questions about the president's current mental fitness. So what's your response to that? I think that's ridiculous. Freedom is back in style. Welcome. The revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new, the new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of The Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 125. This is the Sean Hannity Show. This is Louis Gomert sitting in for Sean Hannity. And uh, I, I want to get right to this next guest. is Dr. Robert Malone. He's the inventor of the mRNA vaccines, uh, RNA as a drug. And he's outraged by the government's decision to mandate people into one-size-fits-all medicinal solution. Uh, Dr. Malone's now working on a new media initiative, which is just launching. First rollout can be found at uh, www.globalcovidsummit.org and doctorsandscientistsdeclaration.org. But, uh, Dr. Malone, I appreciate so much your amazing skills and intellect as a researcher and what you've done. But then I appreciate even more your integrity and your honesty. Thanks for being on the Sean Hannity Show. Thank you very much, Mr. Gomert. I respect and appreciate your kind comments and uh, your contributions to to your country. Well, thank you. Uh, If you don't mind, I want to quote you from the article you had published uh, December 15th that First, uh, you said there's a viral gene will be injected into your child's cells. This gene forces your child's body to make toxic proteins. These proteins often cause permanent damage in children's critical organs. Uh, you you want to explain that a little more? So the protein in question is called spike, and it is... Uh the one of the more toxic of the proteins that are produced by the virus. It's also one that uh, causes a strong immune response, and that's both good and bad news. But there's no question that the protein itself is toxic. And, for instance, you notice that the uh, CDC is now recommending that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine that produces this protein not be used. Um, Mm. The the data are comprehensive data from Hong Kong that for your young boys, for your boys, if your boys take this vaccine, the risk of them being hospitalized with damage to their heart is about one in 2,700. 
So for every 27 boys injected with this vaccine, they're going to have damage to their heart. That may not sound like a big number unless it's your son. Yeah. Well, and one in 2,700 is a lot when you consider just in this country, you know, we're approaching 350 million. That's a lot of of uh, people then. And it, it's not just the heart. You've indicated also in your writings that uh, it can cause legions in the brains. And there's is there any way to fix legions in the brains of a child if this occurs? Brain damage is permanent. Heart damage is permanent. The resetting of the immune system, we don't know how long that happens. And the reproductive risks are unknown, but we do know in adults that they, we already know that these vaccines are causing women to have very unusual menstruation. That's quite widespread. Probably a large fraction of your audience in the women know, and the men too, know of people that have had problems with menstruation after receiving these vaccines. Mm. When that happens, that's a sign that something's going wrong with the ovaries. It's important to remember that your daughters are born with all of the eggs they are ever going to have in their entire life. Mm. Messing around with the ovaries is not a small thing. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that the vaccine can cause reproductive damage that could affect future generations in your family. Uh, that ought to cause a lot of pause. Well, you, you say in your article, second, uh, this novel technology has not been adequately tested. We need at least five years of testing and research before we can really understand the risks. Uh, that's pretty extraordinary. And uh, shouldn't, uh, uh, as I recall, Fauci has said before that you need to have years of double-blind placebo testing and has that happened at all with the mrna technology so they did very limited initial large studies um we now know that the data in the pfizer studies has been manipulated because we have a whistleblower Mm. we know here's another uh interesting thing to know there was about 1200 children in the initial pfizer studies one of them maddie DeGary was listed as having the side effect of having a stomachache. The truth is that shortly after she received the vaccine, she had a seizure. She then became paralyzed. She's bound to a wheelchair for the rest of her life. And she has to be fed with a nasogastric tube. When I say in in that comment, that statement that you're reading from, that you have to think twice before you do this to your children because it's irreversible. Now, God willing, most of your children are not going to have a problem. But if these problems do happen to your children, what are you going to say to yourself then? Are you going to be looking them in the eye when they're 30, 40, and 50 years old and saying, knowing in your heart that this didn't have to happen because your children shrug this disease off unless they have a major medical problem themselves? Well, and we can't trust the numbers either. That, you know, like the example you gave, a, a friend in Washington, uh, uh, his wife's first cousin, uh, her husband had been checked. He had no blood clots. He gets the vaccination and immediately dies full of blood clots. And the doctor put 
the cause of death was the vaccination. And he was told, either you remove the word vaccination or we will not ever certify this death certificate. Well, anybody that's had somebody pass away, you know you've got to have a certified death certificate. But you just wonder how many times that's happened where the data is manipulated. Well, let me ask you about something else you said, doctor. And uh, you had indicated the reason they're giving for you to vaccinate your child's a lie. Your children represent no danger to their parents or grandparents. It's actually the opposite. Their immunity after getting COVID is critical to saving your family, if not the world, from the disease. Uh, how do you mean that, doc? So what we've got is a situation where this uh, universal vaccine campaign that is being promoted by Tony Fauci and his, his colleagues is selecting for virus that is highly resistant to vaccines. So what we're going to end up with eventually, this is just fundamental, basic genetic 101, okay? It's called natural selection. The virus will evolve, and if everybody is jabbed, even though they don't really need it, because remember, most of us are at very, very low risk of dying, and your children are at virtually zero risk of dying from this disease. You've been pushed full of fear by the constant stream of media. But the truth is, for the vast majority of us, we're going to survive this just fine. I myself have had this twice. I had in the beginning of uh, March of 2020 with the Biogen outbreak, and then I got jabbed with Moderna two times. My systolic blood pressure went to 230. I had all kinds of other complications. That was medically controlled, and then I got infected again recently with Delta. Now, I handled it pretty well, but the point is, this is not a death sentence, okay? Mm -hmm. And so for your kids, they, they shrug it off. They develop natural immunity, and natural immunity is the best immunity to this virus. It I'm glad to hear you say that. It, it just makes sense. It's, you know, a, a point, a good point. Here's the thing, Luke. I'm a vaccinologist. I'm a molecular virologist. I spent my entire life developing products and working in this area. But one thing I know really well is how little we actually understand that's the honest truth. And what you got is a, is a group of people, it's kind of an arrogance. They think that they can come up with better solutions than nature can. Mm. And sometimes nature needs a little bit of help. But with this virus and most RNA viruses, they evolve so quickly that you can never get ahead of them. How to, give me an example, you might ask. Influenza. Influenza mm-hmm. is another RNA virus. It hits your respiratory tract, and it evolves like crazy. That's why we have to have new influenza vaccines mm-hmm. every year. What we've got with these jabs is the same thing as a vaccine, a flu vaccine that was developed for flu strains of three years ago. This is outdated vaccines. It causes toxic side effects. They are not working. They're not preventing infection. They're not preventing the virus from replicating your body and they're not preventing it from spreading. It makes no sense to mandate this. And in children whose natural immunity is way stronger than adults, 
They just shrug this off. They develop broad-based immune responses, mm-hmm. and those are really hard for the virus to evolve to escape from. Wow. So the truth is that, that their ability to generate really good natural immunity helps protect all of us. That's what I mean by that. Well, and that makes sense. I'm talking to Dr. Robert Malone, the creator of the mRNA technology used in the vaccine. But, uh, doctor, I, I know you're so on top of this, but I was shocked to see the last three-month data coming out in the last week or so from the U.K., and the number that 81% of the deaths from COVID in the last three months in the U.K. were people who had been vaccinated. Uh yeah, that's. Can you, so you explain that? Be, yeah, you got to be really careful looking at that UK data. And when I saw that come out, I sent it off to some hardcore statisticians, and they're busy getting back to me right now about the the problem with this kind of analysis is that most of the UK is vaccinated. So let's say, in the best case scenario, what this probably means is that. Um, the vaccines aren't protecting you from death um, because 81% of the, vac- of, the vac- of the deaths are in the vaccinated people, and something like 80 to 85% of the population of the UK is vaccinated. So you can appreciate what it, what it at a minimum, it means that it's not preventing you from death. And that has been the kind of the fallback, limited hangout for Tony Fauci and Rochelle Walensky, et cetera, is they've been saying, oh, you know, first they said, oh, this is perfect. It's going to protect you from the virus. It's one and done. You're protected. Mm. Don't worry about it, remember? And yes, then they I said, do. Well, then they said, well, that's not really the case, um, but it is protecting you from severe disease and death. And then they said, well, that's not really the case. It is protecting you from death. Now the data's coming in saying it doesn't protect you from, from death. death. Yeah. The, and the, and there's here's con- the worry. Here's yeah. the worry is buried in that data maybe a sign that the vaccines are causing people to get more disease. Mm. And this is this is a problem that's known in vaccinology. It's called vaccine enhanced disease. Antibody dependent enhancement is one category of that. And I'm not saying that's happening. The FDA has said from the very beginning that it is a risk. It had to be carefully evaluated by the pharmaceutical companies, but they Mm. didn't force them to evaluate it, and so they haven't. It's been the problem with all the prior coronavirus vaccine campaigns, and Mm. right now it's looking uh, a little sketchy. Is it happening? Is it not happening? We can't tell for sure. But here's the good news, Louis, is Mm. Omicron. Yes. Omicron seems that is to good have news. evolved to it to shift where it's infecting in your body. That's the latest data from Hong Kong. It seems that the virus is no longer infecting deep lungs. It's affecting your upper airway. And, and in the case of flu, that is a sign of a virus that causes less disease. That's good news. We're out of time. Dr. Malone, you're amazing. We are so grateful. You're not only brilliant, but you care about the truth, and that is so refreshing. Thank you. That's Dr. Robert Malone. This is the Sean Hannity phone. Call in 800-941-SEAN, and we will be right back.
is the Sean Hannity Show, and let's go to Jay in Pennsylvania. What do you think about what Dr. Malone had to say about mandates for children, Jay? Hey, Congressman, thank you so much for your service. Just wanted to say that first. I wish we were running in our state, our crazy blue state here of Pennsylvania, <laughs> that's for sure. Wow, your enlightenment, your enlightenment is, is needed here, that's for sure. I thought the doctor was uh, great, and I learned a lot. And, you know, the frustrations I emulate here being in, in PA is just the people blindly following the masses, especially with these children. And yes. I always try, to, always try to explain to them, you know, if it was about safety, why, why wouldn't they make the ICUs bigger over the past 22 months? Why wouldn't they figure out ways to help the elderly who have to stay at home? And why, why? wouldn't you use therapeutic things, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, that have been shown to be helpful when they were legitimate tests and surveys? But they're not doing that, and that is heartbreaking. But uh, Dr. Malone saying don't let them mess with your kids. That's so important. This is Louis Gomert. I'm sitting in for my friend Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity Show will be right back. Continuing to build the foundation for conservative victory. Victory. Now, back to the Sean Hannity Show. This is the Sean Hannity Show. This is Louis Gomert sitting in for Sean Hannity, and uh, the website is gomert.net. We have with us uh, Tom Homan, former ICE director. He's joining us uh, to discuss the growing threat at the border. Y'all all all familiar with that. Uh, And the Biden administration is ignoring it. They're allowing unscreened migrants to enter the nation and be transported all over the country. In fact, uh, Border Patrolman, I'll be down in South Texas tomorrow, but the Border Patrolman tell me that uh, the drug cartels call uh, the U.S. government their logistics. Uh, The drug cartels get people across for sex trafficking, drug trafficking, you know, all kinds of stuff. and then the U.S. government ships them, gets them where the drug cartels want them. That is outrageous. Uh, Tom, thank you for your service to this country. You did a great job as the ICE director, but I got a true-false test for you. Uh, this is These are comments, these are quotes, actually, from Secretary Mayorka. Uh, here's one. It is taking time, and it is difficult because the entire system of immigration control was dismantled by the prior administration. True or false? <laughs> you know, that's a ridiculous statement. If anybody dismantled the system... Exactly. The now, look, it, it, President Trump had the most successful immigration strategy on the board. Exactly, yes. Immigration at a 40-year low, Louis. And yeah. so who dismantled what? Within days, the Trump, uh, the Biden administration dismantled Remain in Mexico. He dismantled the safe third country agreements. He dismantled uh, the, the continuation of the wall. He dismantled ICE. ICE is no longer capable of arresting somebody for being here illegally. The secretary actually wrote a memo that says being here illegally in the United States on, by itself is not enough for an ICE officer to make an arrest. So they dismantled the most successful, secure border yep. in our nation's history. And I said this many times. This is the first president in the history of our nation, President Biden, who came into office and purposely unsecured the border. Who yep. the hell does that? 
Well, I don't know of another president that's done that. Uh, even uh, the weak-kneed uh, socialist and and uh, racist Democrat named Woodrow Wilson uh, got upset about Pancho Villa. I think it was 40 or 50 guys that came across, uh, and that was enough. And I know that uh, Article uh, 4 talks about uh, that the, the federal government is to guarantee a Republican form of government for each state and to to guarantee no invasion in that state. And I don't know how many makes up an invasion, but, Tom, I would think it's less than $2 million a year. Well, look, if, not, if anything's an invasion, it's, it's what's happening under President Biden. Look, exactly. The most secure, look, I did it for 35 years. I worked for six presidents, starting with Ronald Reagan. They each had their ideas how to secure the border, and they each tried in their own way, some better than others. But this is the first president who just destroyed a secure border. And look, the numbers they had, they took the most secure border, and in nine months, turned it from the most secure border to the highest illegal immigration in the history of of this nation, not just breaking a record, the highest illegal immigration in the United States, in the history of this country, in the history of the United States Border Patrol. How do you go from the most secure border to the most vulnerable border? And look, I don't care what your thoughts are on illegal immigration. This, when you open a border up like they've done, they have this open borders agenda, which they've done on purpose. Yep. You open up to illegal drug flow. We had 100,000 fentanyl overdose deaths all this year. You open up, as you said earlier, to trapping young women for sex. You open it up to uh, COVID. You open it up to, you know, fentanyl. You open it up to, you know, TB and other diseases. And it's a national security issue, as you oh, know. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Several times. The Border Patrol, half of them are no longer on the line. They're in the facilities processing. So the Border Patrol has 50% of the manpower in line. If you're somebody in this world want to come here and blow something up, you're going to come across the border and half the Border Patrol agents are tied up in family groups. Well, I know you stay on top of the latest news about the border. Uh, so these, are, we're told, normally are, are just people from uh, Central America, Mexico, South America, they're looking for a new way of life, and we don't have any compassion. Uh, where all are they coming from? They're coming from 148 different countries. They're coming from a majority from Central America and Mexico. They're coming from Europe. They're coming from Asia. They're coming from the African nations. They're coming from all the world. Look, we, we've sent this administration sent a clear message, and he did it during the campaign, and he kept the promise. If you come to this country, I, I'm going to put a moratorium on deportations. I'm going to end ICE detention. I'm going to have an amnesty program to reward you, and I'm going to give you free health care. When you make those kind of offers, who in the hell wouldn't want to come to the greatest country on earth? And as far as compassion, let me tell you something. They say that President Trump's policies are inhumane and with no, with no compassion. Let me tell you something. I've been down the border. You've been down the border. The only humanity on that border are the men and women wearing green who are saving women and children from drowning, being left in the desert, being raped by the cartels, 31% of these women being raped by the cartels. Under the Biden administration, more migrants have died under the Biden administration the first year than four years under Trump. I talked to one sheriff in South Texas. He thought he found 660 dead migrants in his county that died wow. making that trip. This wow. is the most inhumane open border exactly. policy you could ever imagine. Yeah, and and you, I'm sure you and I both had lots of people say, well, you're just, you have no compassion 
because if you did, you would welcome them. And then, you know, we've heard Pelosi and others say, you know, the Bible says we're supposed to welcome the foreigners. But the truth is, we are to be compassionate. And I don't know of anything we could do that would be more compassionate than securing our gov- our, our border because we know the government of Mexico has so much corruption, and, and I contend it ought to be one of the top ten economies in the world. They've got great uh, minerals. They've got great raw materials. They've got hardworking people. Got a better location than actually the United States. They're between two continents, two oceans. But they do not have anything like a, an incredible economy because of the corruption. But if we could shut down or get it minimized so that uh, the tens of billions of dollars that keep flowing across from the U.S. into Mexico to the drug cartels, get that shut down so it is a tiny bit, then you can eliminate most of the corruption in Mexico and you can help it reach its potential and then people don't have to flee their home. Tom, to me, that is the most compassionate thing we could do for our friends and neighbors south of our border. And I know your life has been dedicated to trying to secure the border and protect America, and I appreciate that. Uh, Folks joining, it's Tom Holman. He was ICE director. But what do you see now? Oh, and this, this is just out, the November monthly operational update from CBP. It says there were a total of 173,620 encounters on the southwest border. That's a 5% increase from October. But yet the Biden administration has said that this is really just a seasonal thing. No, there's nothing seasonal about it. November is usually one of the lowest months in in the year. And this this November is the highest November in history. Every month has been a historic number. And they're bragging that they had over 212,000 one month and they got down 178. They're clocking that victory. But let me be clear. The, the illegal immigration is not decreasing a single bit. What's happening, people need to understand it. They're sending more agents down there to process to process aliens. All these detailed agents, none of them work in the line. They're going to centers and processing. So the more people they take off the line, like what happened in Del Rio with, with the with the Haitians, they took just about everybody off the line. There's 224 miles of border that was unguarded for a week. So when you pull wow. agents off the line into processing, that means more gotaways because no one's patrolling the border. So when they say we got less apprehensions, yeah, you did. You know why? Because you only got 50% of your manpower on the border. So only half the border agents are making arrests. So so more, so more, you got people need to understand, when they say there's a decrease in encounters, that's, that's true. But why is there decreasing in encounters? Because there's more gotaways, because less agents are making arrests. The numbers mm-hmm. haven't declined a single bit. You talk to any border patrol agent down there, they're continuing at record pace every single month. Well, and so and let me add one more. Let me add yeah, one more go thing ahead. about the compassion. We're the most compassionate country in the world. We welcome more immigrants to this country than every other nation in the world combined. What compassion is? I spent thirty-five years doing it. The reason I get upset when I do interviews and I, I lose my temper sometimes because I've seen women get raped. I've talked to a twelve-year-old child that was raped over twenty times. I found wow. these children. I watch what wow. these cartels do to these folks, the most vulnerable people in the world. When you make promises like Joe Biden made, the most vulnerable people in the world will put themselves in the hands of criminal cartels. Thirty-one percent of the women will be sexually assaulted. Children will die. People will suffer. 
that is not compassionate at all. No. It, it, what, one thing we need to remember, we say, well, these, these people are coming to claim asylum. Look at the data. The data says 9 out of 10 immigrants from Central America that come to this country and make an asylum claim do not win in court because they simply don't qualify. So 9 out of 10 lose their case. And what happens to them when we put them in front of an immigration judge at billions of dollars? 9 out of 10 lose their case, and only 3% leave when they're ordered to do so. President Trump got that. He said, you know what? What's going to be more compassion? We'll keep them in Mexico until yep. they're hearing it. They still have their hearing. But if they lose, we don't have to go find them remove them. That's compassion. The Trump administration saved lives. Building the wall saved lives. Having these agreements with Central American countries saved lives. Yeah, well, you know, when President Trump talked about uh, he was going to try to reach a deal with Mexico, I mean, I've... I've been amazed at his ability to get things done, especially when he had people in both parties trying to stop him. But even I didn't think, I thought, you know, how's he going to get Mexico to crop? Son of a gun. Tom Holman, he got Mexico to do a deal where people could stay in Mexico and while their uh, application would be in process. And it worked. It was working. And then and that was, on day one, that was one of the things Biden got rid of. But look at the difference. President Trump made Mexico do the right thing. What is Mexico demanding now? We sued the Trump administration. I worked with Governor Abbott and, 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 and the AG's officer and found that. I'm a part of that lawsuit. We sued them, made them put Remain in Mexico program back. And they're only doing it, you know, peace. No, they're doing a real small program. But what kind of deal do they make with Mexico? Do you know that during the Remain in Mexico program that they're, re- they're re-implementing at a really small scale, they're going to offer migrants testing and vaccine. To go back to Mexico. Yeah. So Mexico is going to make sure that you know, we use them back to us. We want them vaccinated. We want, we want to protect the Mexican people. And meanwhile, while they're, while they're testing and vaccinating those that they're sending back to Mexico, thousands are being released in this country that aren't being tested and not being vaccinated. So the health and safety of the Mexican nationals in the country in Mexico is obviously more important than the health and safety of the American public here. Well, yeah. And again, Tom, uh, we got to go into a break but let me just say tom holman you are an american hero and we thank you for all you've done uh for america your 35 years and trying to make this country more secure uh and we will be right back with more of the sean hannity show the number to call is 800-941-7326 i'm louis gomert and we'll be right back This is the Sean Hannity Show, and this is Louis Gomer sitting in for my friend Sean. And let's go to Chris in Illinois. This is not, uh, as I understand, on the border, but uh, Chris, welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. Thanks, Louis. I really appreciate it. Appreciate uh, your service to our country. We're all uh, grateful for it. So you did a great job. Um, I had a question. I, I had wondered and I had heard that um, with regards to the vaccines, um, that there was a 55 year, that they were given 55 years to um, essentially freely give the vaccines with zero concern for um, lawsuits or anything else. Is that accurate? I was- well, I can double check on that, Chris, but my understanding is that they're free from liability as long as it's under the emergency use authorization. 
uh, is I, I'd gotten a copy of all of the risks that are inherent to uh, the jab uh, from a pharmacist, and you just unroll, and it's nearly three foot by two foot, seem like, uh, and it's completely blank except for the cover part that just says, you know, this what which vaccine it is, and it's for emergency use authorization, which means, is, is my understanding, that the uh, providers, the manufacturers, are protected from liability as long as they're providing for emergency use authorization. So some of us have been wanting to end the emergency use authorization. If you are going to mandate uh, the jab, then you ought to at least be responsible for the side effects, the adverse effects. Uh, Chris, I love the way you're thinking. You're right on target. And this is the Sean Hannity Show, and we will be back shortly. Call in 800-941-SEAN. Christmas is guaranteed. That's pajamagram.com.